It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. On this episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, football is back. We will be taking a look inside the Hall of Fame inductees and taking a look at the Hall of Fame game along with an AFC North preview and so much more. We hope to catch you on the other side. Indeed, I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. All right, another edition of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network, brought to you in part by Rat 11 Chips. Make sure you find a fresh bag today at your local Martin's Food Lion and Giant. They're really great. I, I'm actually going to go get some right after this, Dan. So, um, and um, also, thanks to Dave Johnson and JR Beats Official, as always. Um, football's back. Dan Dembski's along with me. We're both excited. Glad we're getting able to do this finally. But what we have a packed-in show, Dan. And I'm very excited today, I, Josh. I'm excited for it. Are, are we ready to just dive in? Let's or, Let's do it, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let uh, Dan was excited. We, we had to find time for Dan in his busy schedule, doing what he does best because he wanted to talk about the AFC North. Our AFC North preview. preview. <laughs> yeah, uh, but y- you know, as you know, because the Ravens are in that division, and Dan yeah. is a Ravens fan. I am. Fortunately, I. I don't have an issue with the Ravens. I do love when Kirk Cousins came into the game. Oh, let's not talk about that, please. <laughs> please. Oh, you remember that. Of course. The Redskins ran I said, the who's table. Kirk Cousins? I said, oh, we've got this. This game is wrapped up because oh. their star quarterback is hurt. And, and here comes happened? this guy nobody knew except for Michigan State fans, and he just, he just killed us. Man. And what happened to Kirk Cousins now? He's playing for Minnesota. He's off and gone, man. Yeah. He, he wanted that big money. <laughs> and he got it too. Yep. So, AFC North preview. Oh, by the way, Dan's birthday was on Wednesday. So happy birthday, Thank Dan! You, Josh. Tw- Thank the you, Josh. The big twenty-two. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm old now. Man, you're very old. Ugh. Unbelievable. It hurts. Yeah, I know. So, AFC North. What team you want to start with? Um, start with the Bengals. Yeah. Start start the bottom, shall we? The bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Man, the Cincinnati Bengals, I have them at 5 and 11. The they just lost Marvin Lewis. Yeah. This team is rebuilding. I've never even heard of their head coach's name it's, before. It's uh this so in February they hired Zach Taylor, which everyone said the same thing. They said, "Who is that? Never heard of him." He was the quarterback coach for the Rams. Sounds kind of similar to like a Sean McVay sort of situation. He's under 40 years old. He's 36 years old. But like like you said, he's got his work cut out for him because this is a young, inexperienced team 
and I don't really see a whole lot of positives this season for the Bengals, to be honest with you, Josh. Yeah, um, I, I, in my schedule, I don't have them winning a division game. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what I have. They're, they're going to be struggling, they're hands gonna, down. They're, they're going to struggle the this Bengals year. The Bengals are a team that are going to struggle, and yep. they, they need to— this is going to be a rebuilding year, straight up, and they just need to find the pieces through free agency and possibly a draft next year. But you know that's all right. All teams go through a rebuilding period, but um, I mean the Bengals, um, they had it seems like they have a decent schedule. Some teams they play are the Rams. They have the Patriots. They played the NFC West and the AFC East this year. Yeah. That that's pretty cool how they do that two yeah. divisions. It makes it easier to follow too, when you when you need to. Then they sprinkle in a random team, which they yeah, have. like the Forty Niners. Um. And um. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's the Jaguars is, a, is just a random team they threw in there. Yeah, the it, it's South interesting team. how it's two divisions and then they just throw random teams. Yeah, it is. It is kind of it's it's kind of funny though. You get to see a team maybe you haven't seen them play in a while, so. Yeah, I but, like it. I like it. Yeah, I like the but, way they schedule it. But anyways, um, sorry about that. They have a bye week, week nine. Then they they're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, but what what they have? I mean, their division games are spaced out. The top half with the Steelers on week four, the Ravens on week six, with the Cardinals in between. If if the Bengals lose to the Cardinals, I have no hope for them. But. Then after their bye week, they have the Ravens week 10, week 12, the Steelers, week 14, the Browns. So every other week is a division game. Then week 17, they have the Browns again. So it's going to be tough for the Bengals. Five and 11. What do you have, Dan? I have four and 12 and I have a similar outlook. Oh my gosh. And we're not agreeing for once. Well, we're only, we're only one game. <laughs> Excuse me. We're only one game off, so it's so we'll let it slide this time. Um, so the Bengals lost their, of course, their head coach Marvin Lewis, which, as we were saying in our production meeting, I think should have happened five or six years ago, uh, due to their ineffectiveness in the playoffs, which they've had for years when they have made it. The um, wild card and done. Yep, the wild card and done. Or even when they, I don't even know if they won the division during a span where he was head coach. No, I I don't believe they I, did. I think it was just the Ravens and Steelers who had because the Browns, Lord knows, they didn't do anything in those years. Um, so they 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 lost. They also lost Vontez Perfect, which love him or hate him. I mean, I I think most people don't like him. I I don't care for him. I think he's a dirty, cheap player. And he <laughs> went to a team that I think sort of fits his his play style, and that's the uh, Raiders. So John Gruden gets a. Uh, a headhunter, if you will, because he seems to like to do that. He likes to hit with the head and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. Um, but he he was their best defender, I I think. And um, Josh, they were one of the worst defenses last year. They were thirtieth. Uh, let me get these stats. I got them written down here. They were thirtieth in points allowed. I think they gave up like twenty eight points per game on average, and they were also thirty second in most in yards given up per game. So this defense, they didn't really draft very well. They only drafted four four uh, players on defense out of ten picks. So I mean that's kind of dumb because that's where they need the most help, you know. Um, but yeah, and then and then they also they've also had a slew of injuries. Of course, last year, AJ Green and Andy Dalton both had injuries, and AJ Green actually got hurt in 
He's already hurt in training camp. Yeah. And this is I don't know when this news came out. I think it was a couple of days ago. But he could miss uh I, I remember seeing that. I don't remember off the top of my head what kind of injury it was. It was an Achilles type injury. They don't they don't they haven't really said off I don't really think he's yet. out for the season though. No, he's but he's gonna miss several weeks. Yeah. Three or four weeks to start the season. Wait, so that's not good. Help. That's not good for the Bengals because they need him for sure. Yeah. They're gonna and and even though he's not the same player he was, you know, five years ago when we were talking about how he was one of the top receivers in the NFL and of course Andy Dalton Andy Dalton missed um, five games last year. With he was banged up quite a bit, so they're just a bad team. And honestly, uh, I had the same thing, Josh. I have them losing all their divisional games. I don't see them winning a single one, especially with the Browns up and coming, as we'll talk about here shortly. And I also see them losing at Seattle, at Los Angeles, at at Los Angeles Rams. They lose at home to the Patriots, and they lose on the road to the Dolphins. So. F- um, those four games and then the eight divisional games. Or no, wait, eight games, that doesn't make sense. Uh-oh, he messed My it up. My math is terrible. It's six It's six games. So, I, ha- anyway, I have to go back and, yeah, so. Yeah, anyways. But I'll work it out. But yeah. yeah, but I, st- I, st- I still have four and 12. So Not bad. So, moving on, we'll do the Steelers next. I know you don't like the Steelers. Uh, I don't care for them, I'll be honest. I, have, I have the Steelers at nine and seven. You know, That's they fair. they had a lot of drama in the locker room last year with Antonio Brown. A lot of distraction. Absolutely. And it, no, yeah, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, so both of them. Yeah, and they're both gone, but still I think I think they're gonna be rebuilding. I think the Steelers are on the the borderline of rebuilding. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. he is getting old. Who knows how much longer he will have in the league? Um, well, I mean, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I mean, in general, the Steelers had games that they could have won that they lost. And Mike Tomlin, he got extended one more year, but I don't. Th- I think if the Steelers can't produce anything this year, the Steelers are going to let Mike Tomlin go. You think so? I I mean no bold prediction. I I don't want it to happen because Mike Tomlin is a great coach. It he he doesn't put up with anything and uh, he gets the job done, you know. But through the uh, through the highs and lows, excuse me. Um, I I think the Steelers will let him go if this um they don't have a good season this year. You know that is uh that's that's not out of the question. I think their fans have become frustrated, and I know you know both of us know several of their fans. Um, so you know we we kind of hear that rumbling every year about, and I and I think fans just do that in general when this when the team doesn't go sixteen and zero, it's fire the coach, fire the coach, or they go after the quarterback, one of the two. So, uh, Josh, I had I have nine and seven this year for the Steelers as well. I got um, them losing to the Patriots, Chargers, Colts, Rams, Browns. The Browns will upset them at least once. Yep, I have that too. And the Bills and Ravens. I have almost the same games. Yeah, I, I have them splitting the Ravens because the division games, you know, they're a toss-up, as I've always said. That's exactly what I had in here. I said I said these division opponents are going to be a coin flip. Um, also... Um, Sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, their their home games they they have C, they host Seattle, 
the Ravens, of course, um, the Colts, the Rams, the Dolphins. So, I mean, they have some pretty tough home games. But they also have to go on the road and play, of course, New England in week one. Uh, that's that's going to be that's, really tough. That's a Sunday night game. and Sunday night. I feel like the Patriots play every game primetime and every game at home, but that's just me. No, they're playing primetime on Sunday night because NFL 100 wants to have the Packers and the Bears, which I agree with. The Patriots start their title defense Sunday night. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and then, of course, they have a couple more tough road games. Um I would say the Chargers is a really tough game, Josh. I think you'd agree. And that's really it as far as the road games. Uh, outside of the division, they don't really play anybody else on the road. They, they go and play the Cardinals late in the season. And they also play the Jets in Week 16, which I think that's going to be a cakewalk. Well, let, uh, we'll let, see. Let Actually, me... a lot of people think the Jets are going to be better. So maybe, maybe we'll see about that. I don't know. All right. But yeah. I want to talk quickly about the Steelers and their, <clears throat> and their defense because I think that's where the question mark is going to be. Um, on paper last year, they had a pretty good defense. Uh, but when it came to, like, making game-deciding game stops, the defense couldn't do it for them. And I, think, I agree. And I think T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, who are outside linebackers, the Steelers' outside linebackers, are probably their best defenders right now. Um, now, they've got, they've got some pretty veteran guys, but I think that those two guys are the future of this defense, and I think they got to build around them. Because, uh, obviously, Ryan Shazier is not coming back. We, we, we know that. He's... You know, I guess he's already. I don't know if he's officially retired. He's or, still getting paid. Yeah, they probably still owe him some money. So, um, they they added Steven Nelson um, at the cornerback position, which I think is a decent pickup. He had four picks last year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so you know, I I, I think that's going to be where the question mark sits because the Steelers have a an unbelievable offense. Even even without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, they still have a lot of talent. With Juju Smith Schuster. And, um, Juju's going to develop into a great player, I think. Juju isn't all about the drama and stuff. He's and, just and a he kid. Already, he already is a great player, and he's only like 22 years old. Yeah, so he's, he's going to develop even more and more, and I think he's a player for the Steelers that will be with the Steelers for a while. Totally agree. Totally agree with you. Also, he, J- James Conner, too, did a great job filling in last year when Le'Veon Bell was, had his drama going on. He played well. I don't think he probably didn't play as well as – Le'Veon Bell, but for for a guy coming in with all that all that pressure to produce, I think I think James Conner played pretty well, and I think we'll see that continue this year, Josh. My only regret is not drafting James Conner in my fantasy league. I last think a year. lot of people passed on him because they th- they thought you know he's going to be average at best, and it, you know I I think I would have agreed with that quite quite honestly, and he had unbelievable shoes to fill. Um, and that's, I guess, for the Steelers. That's all I really have to say. Um, this this is going to be, a, like like you said, this is going to be a telling season for Mike Tomlin's future. You know. Yeah. And if if they miss the playoffs, I think, like you said, times times out. He's uh, he's gone. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I, I I agree. So I just want to quickly run down the division groupings, the division games. Week four and five, the Bengals-Ravens. Then you get one, two, three, four games until week 11, 12, and 13. You play the Browns, Bengals, and Browns. Then you have week 17 where you play the Ravens. That's a weird division um, setup this year. 
two straight, three straight in the lone game for the yeah, last game of the season. Usually not like that. That's, that's for the sure. The Browns. The Browns twice in three weeks. Yeah, that's, yeah. That is, that's, that's weird. I mean, that's interesting, but very bizarre, you know? I think it's like, it's almost like a doubleheader in baseball. Or, it's close. It's you know, close. but you, you know, uh, I think we would never see a team play back to back. No, that would the NFL would never let that happen. What if There's it no did way. happen? That'd be interesting. You know, well, if let's just say, for example's sake, they play the Browns in Week Eleven. And the Bengals game for some reason gets canceled. Then you know they're playing the Browns again. So I mean, does that count? Or I mean, I guess it doesn't count in the back-to-back sense per se. But I mean, it, funnier things have happened. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. So moving on, Dan. Um, I'll let you take the helm on this one a little bit more since it is the Baltimore the Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. L- yeah. L- let's hear your thoughts, you you big Ravens fan. Well, I think the Ravens are going to be very successful this year. Uh, last year, of course, they finished ten and six. Josh, uh, Joe Flacco, he was. They struggled under Joe Flacco. They couldn't move the ball very well. In comes Lamar Jackson, rookie out of Louisville. Not a lot of. I mean, I guess I didn't have very high expectations when he took over. I thought, you know, we're going to miss the playoffs and whatnot. Go six and one as the starter. Almost wins that Chiefs game. Late, late in the season and up in Kansas City, the game where Patrick Mahomes threw a no-look pass to Tyreek Hill like 50 yards for a first down. I was so angry. Oh, my gosh. Um, so the Ravens lost some players. They lost Terrell Suggs. Yeah, he's, 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 ah, he's at the end of his career. Yeah, playing um, on the Cardinals now, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> – it's – well, he went to great sc- way to end a career. That's crazy, man. He went he went to school and he went to school at Arizona, I think. So he's kind of back where he started, I guess you'd say. Um, they lost C.J. Mosley, which I think is a pretty big loss. Um, he's, yeah, he's really I, I agree. really starting to come into his own with, with that defense, and really starting to exceed expectations. And then they lost Eric Weddle, which also on the defensive side of the ball, um, which you know he he had a, he had a pretty good year last year, but again he's. 30-plus years old now. You can't expect these guys to produce forever. Um, so I have them going 12-4 and four for for this season. Very, very um, – that's that, that's a high total, I know. I, I really could go with 11-5, and five too. I, I could see them dropping dropping another game, possibly. Um, you know, this, this whole thing is just – it's just – Pick your poison. You never know. Yeah. And I also also only have them losing one division game, which I think is wild because I think they'll lose to the Browns at least once. So that'll drop mine to eleven and five. Um, but right now I have them losing uh, on the road at, at Kansas City, at Pittsburgh, at Seattle, and at L.A. Because their home schedule is really not that bad this year. So we'll see what happens. Also, um, of course, you know Earl Thomas, the new safety for the Ravens. Gets a shot at revenge in Week 7 against his former team, the Seattle Seahawks. So that'll be one I think everyone will be watching. That's a that's a 425 slot on Fox, so I think we'll have Buck and Aikman on the call for that one. Um, yeah, um, I, I, I that think... Should be, that, that, that should be a fun game. I, I think um, Earl Thomas is a great addition to you. Yeah. We'll bolster the defense a lot. Part of the... Um, uh, Seattle's defense once upon a, the Legion of Boom. The Legion that, of Boom. Yeah. So good stuff there. Also, uh, sorry, I'm not done yet. 
You thought I was done, didn't no, you? No, I was just chiming in my part. <laughs> um, of course, they also signed Mark Ingram. Um, you know, he he's not going to be a 2,000-yard rusher by any stretch, but he can certainly help him out. Um, <clears throat> and then also they drafted that guy, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, uh, f- who is Antonio Brown's um, cousin. Big, hmm. He's a big play receiver, so... The Ravens really needed needed a receiver. They they drafted him, and they also drafted um, Miles Boykin, I believe. Let me double check. I didn't write this down. Shame on me. Uh, so uh, while he's doing that, yes, Miles Boykin also drafted him, and I think if not the round after, then then two rounds after. So they have they have some really good receivers now, and that's really what they've been lacking, Josh. Um, so I think the offense will be better. The defense will be better. I think. The, the big question mark, obviously, and everyone's wondering, is Lamar Jackson going to run the ball 15 to 20 times a game? Which I don't I don't think he will, even though John Harbaugh says he will. Protect the quarterback, line. That's all you got to do. Protect the quarterback. Lamar Jackson should not be running as much as he was well, last and year. And he needs to slide. He took a lot of hits last year where I was holding my breath saying, oh, my God. R- reminds me of a certain somebody a, who— A certain backup quarterback for yeah, the Ravens who now. plays on the Ravens now and it's broke so, his thumb. It all comes full circle, man. Yeah, he did break his thumb. He'll be out. But as long as Lamar stays healthy, that's okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so that's what I have for the Ravens. Like I said, 12-4 and four is very optimistic. Um, I could see 11-5 and five and maybe even 10-6. and six. Throw, some, throw some other losses on there if, if, if you do, but— I, I do think they, they at least lose one to the Browns. I don't have them on here losing a game to the Browns, but I think they lose on the road to the Browns because they're they're a much better team. We'll get to them here in a sec. In my opinion, um, I believe the Ravens will get a 9-7. and seven. That's what I calculated here. I think they have some good veterans on the team, but with a mix of – younger guys it's gonna it's just gonna be a season of finding the right pieces finding the niche for the young players exactly thank you so um doing that but it's gonna be you know right on the borderline will they make the playoffs will they not i i think they get in i think they get in yeah in some some respect but we'll see Yeah, yeah i i totally agree though i haven't put in a lot of um Putting a lot of confidence in these young players could be deadly. You, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what the future is going to hold for those for those rookie players? But yeah, I mean, when when you have to step in and you're all of a sudden you're the number one player on an NFL team, or you're the number two player on an NFL team, especially if you're a receiver, because you know that's often a position where you see it's a very deep position. So that is that that can be scary for a 20 21 22 year old kid so like you said they have they have a lot of young players we'll see what happens but i think they also did a good job in free agency i think better than uh most of the teams in um most of the teams in the in the division the steelers didn't do too much in that area um they lost of course their two players but i think we're cancers to their locker room going back to the pittsburgh steelers and uh, of course the browns We'll, we'll get to them in a minute but um, I think they did a good job in free agency and and with drafting too, especially with um, with Ozzie Newsom being gone and they had that new new GM. He did a, did a great job, I thought. So, look, we'll see. I mean, when they when they take the field, but I think twelve and four. But you know what? I I could see nine and seven. 
I'm thinking more of the 10, 10 and 6 range is pretty realistic, though, too. Yeah. yeah well, good stuff there, Dan. Thank um, you. Let, let's see how that does. And I'm excited. This is, the, this is a big season. This is probably the talk of the town for maybe most sports podcasts or news outlets in general. How the Cleveland Browns will do this season. Yeah. They're, uh, oh, my God. They have a new head coach, Freddie Kitchens, hired in-house. He knows the system. Worked he knows what's going on. Yep. Todd Haley's gone. Hugh Jackson's gone. But he knows the system. And Baker, in his second year, he could potentially be deadly. And Odell Beckham, why the Giants treated him, I don't know. But the Browns have Odell Beckham Jr., a really good wide receiver who has played really well with the Giants. So I, Yeah, I I think the Giants needed to get rid of him in some respect, but the fact that they got nothing for him, Josh, is the most appalling thing to me. And this is what the Giants' leadership has done. We'll, we'll get to the NFC East, and I'll crap on the Giants a little more because I have a good friend at school who's a Giants fan, and he'll get, he'll get sad. So I, I apologize in advance. Um, but back to the Browns. Um, they, yeah, they definitely loaded, loaded up over, uh, <clears throat> over, over the off season. It looks like they finally have a competent general manager. We never thought we'd see that with the Browns considering where they were, you know, two seasons ago, oh, and 16, Josh, they went, they, they changed that last year, of course, going seven, seven, eight, and one. And what a turnaround. I don't think anyone expected to see that. Um, and Baker Mayfield deserves a ton of credit for that. Um, of course, last year they fired Hugh Jackson after they lost to Pittsburgh. They were two five and one at the time, and they went five and three after that. So not not perfect, but you know they they had some close games that they lost down the stretch there too. Um, Josh, they also lost some key players. Uh, they lost Jamie Collins, who goes back to the Patriots, which is where he was a couple years ago. Um, they lost Jabril Peppers, goes to the Giants. I don't know if that was from that Odell trade or I didn't see really what that was, and then um, and then Bodie Calhoun, who's a who's a pretty solid uh, defensive back. He went goes to the Texans, who was probably one of their best defensive backs last year, and we'll talk about Odell here shortly. So, and I have them at ten and six, Josh. And um, same record here, you know they're gonna lose some games, but. They'll have a pretty good season. They'll be on the borderline if they make the playoffs or not. I mean, but, on paper, their offense is incredible. Yeah, on paper, but that's just it on paper. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I wrote down here, you know, it's all you about— you got to see how they play before you take it, a look and it's say all, this it's is all what's going to happen. It's all about chemistry, and, you know, I my, my concern for that is Odell and Baker Mayfield are very— they're very outgoing, very um, kind of— out there players who are in your face sort of and I feel like they're going to clash it'll be similar to um like a Donovan McNabb T.O. situation you know where where both guys want to be in the spotlight and they kind of they kind of go at each other so I don't know if we'll see that or not I I think I think these players are young enough to where especially you know Baker Mayfield if they tell him to tone it down he'll I I think he'll listen because this isn't Oklahoma anymore and you can't grab your you know junk on the sidelines when you're playing and now so We'll see if he keeps it under control. He he did fine last year, but um, you know Odell Beckham. He's he's just had so many off the field, so much off the field baggage, um, and on the field too with that kicking net. He had that weird 
that game where he like loved the net, and, and that he, was against the Redskins. He knocked it down, and then he picked it up and proposed to it. It was just all so odd, and uh, he's definitely a, dr- a, a drama queen. Yeah, so well, uh, last time he smacked the kicking net, yes, and it hit him, and then he apologized to it like a game after that. It was so weird, yeah. and uh, that that stuff's distracting. If 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 he's going to be successful with the Browns, he's got to he's got to move on from all that nonsense. And maybe it was because he was, you know, he was basically a kid. So we'll see if he's. This will be a good chance to see if he's matured. I know, I know, he was frustrated with the Giants those last couple years, because Eli. Let's face it, he's not the same quarterback he was in 2011 when he took the Giants to the Super Bowl. Yep, Eli's um, almost finished. I I can't believe. I I guess they just drafted his replacement. So when which was a dumb pick that early on in the draft, but I'm not going to go there right now. Um. So yeah, I th- I think if Odell and Baker can put aside their personalities, their craziness, and their tomfoolery, I think they can be pretty successful together. But I think the Browns almost have too much talent because you're gonna have other receivers that are saying, "Well, I'm not getting the ball," and you know, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um. So yeah, I think ten and six is a is uh, very viable, and I have them as a wild-card team, if, if that is the case. Yes, I do have them as a wild-card team as well, if that were to happen. So, running down, and I ha- they have... And they have a pretty solid defense, too, already. They're like a top-10 defense. Yeah. Okay. So, you add that to that offense, and I don't think they'll be 16-0 by any stretch, but they'll certainly have a pretty dang good record. All right, that's that all. That is the AFC North. The Browns, first place... Ravens second, Steelers third, Bengals fourth. That's what I have. I have the Ravens first, the Browns in second, the Steelers in third. And the Cincinnati Bengals are in dead last. Chris Collinsworth, his ex-team, so I'm sure he wouldn't be happy to hear that. But (laughs) they are rebuilding, Josh, as you said. All right. So that was the AFC North. As you know... Football is back, and we have some stuff to talk about. The Hall of Fame game was played last night, the Broncos and Falcons. And safe to say for every Hall of Fame game, it's usually the most sloppiest game of the year because it is the very first preseason game of the year. Before we get into that, just want to run down our Hall of Fame inductees for this year. Absolutely. Um, Former Redskin champ Bailey... Redskins, Broncos, and a Bronco. very, very long career. Champ well was deserved. really good. Well, well Ty deserved. Law from the Patriots, mm-hmm. Tony Gonzalez, Ed Reed, your boy. A lot of great, great players on there. Some other people, Pat Bolin, Gil Brandt, Kevin Maui, and Johnny Robinson. Yes, and sir. I heard a report that the Hall of Fame class could be expanding. Really? Um, to a couple more people. Like, how many do we have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, uh, I, I think I heard something like 20 people could get nominated or something. Wow. I don't know. But more people to add to the class. There, there are, There's a lot of great talent now that 
could probably get into the Hall of Fame. What about Joe Jacoby? You think he's finally going to get he in? He needs to get in. He needs to. Don't don't get me started on that. I t- That's no, I for totally, another episode. I totally agree. He's. I can't believe he's not in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, he needs to. It's ridiculous. Why I even watch the Hall of Fame game to support that, I don't know. But Because it's football, and we love football, and football's back. Praise the Lord. All right. Yes. Amen. So... <laughs> Not, I mean, starters, they didn't really play. Right. Matt Schaub, he's still in the league. He's still around. Wow. How long has he been in the league he got, for? He, he's been in since, I think, 04. I'd have to check. The last time, you, well, I know the last time UVA beat Tech, he was the starting quarterback for UVA. Fun fact. <laughs> so that was a long time ago. He is. He was taken in the 04 draft by the Falcons of all teams. And then, yeah. of course, he spent a lot of years with the Texans. Then he was the Ravens' backup. And he's he's been around the NFL a lot in the last few years. You want to hear how far uh, low scoring this game was? 14-10, to 10, right? Yeah. You have a first quarter touchdown by the Broncos. A second quarter touchdown by the uh, Falcons. A third quarter field goal by the Falcons, and a fourth-quarter touchdown by the Broncos. So a score every quarter. It was a back-and-forth, mostly defensive game, but, you know, um, not a lot of starters played. But why I'm going over this is because football is back. That's right. Yes, sir. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen, brother. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after these words. The Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network, is sponsored by Route 11 Chips. Make sure you find a bag today at your local Food Lion, Martins, and Giant stores. Be sure to look us up on social media as well. For Facebook, the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. For Twitter, at Kirby on Sports. For Instagram at Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Just search the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. You can also listen on www.mayoplease.com. If you have any questions for the show, shoot us an email, kirbyonsports at gmail.com. All right, we are back. Football is back. We have a couple last-minute things to talk about. First off, Melvin Gordon's agent wants a trade. Melvin Gordon does not want to be a Los Angeles Charger. Where where do you think Melvin Gordon could possibly end up? I think there's going to be a lot of teams in the market, Josh. He's just one of those top-tier running backs, especially the last couple seasons. Um so I have no idea right now what team would – I don't really have any clue what team would reach out. I'm not really a Adam Schefter or anything like that. I, I don't have that sort of information. You look like Adam Schefter. No, no I don't. <laughs> nah. But, he's, um, be, he's better looking than I am. But yeah, anyway. but the big news I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, we really don't have uh, much news. All I heard is Melvin Gordon's agent wants a trade. Which, you know, he already plays on a playoff team. And the Chargers are really only one or two players away from po- a possible Super Bowl run. Would you Would you agree? I mean, you, we saw what they did last year in the playoffs, and they got so close. They they came within you know a couple games of that super that prize yeah. Super Bowl. So 
Yeah, so something similar. Trent Williams is still holding out from the Redskins. And the Redskins signed signed veteran Donald Penn from the Broncos. Not the Broncos. The Raiders to fill a spot. Do I think this is a good idea? Um, I mean, yes, because we're filling the position, but no. Because Donald Penn's a veteran, and he's pretty old. And the way the Redskins have been, you know, I'm not saying they do this, but our luck as Redskins fans, he'll get injured. He'll get hurt. Yep. Yep. That's just probably what's going to happen. Go ahead and mark it down. I hate to say it, but it happens every season. Injuries, injuries, injuries. And um, I, I just wish Trent Williams would come back. I, I just think they want to get a guy who, number one, people have heard of. Because it's, it's hard to sign a left tackle, and people are like, oh, I love that guy. He's my favorite player. Um, you know, Donald Penn, people kind of know who he is. But he's he's been pr- pretty solid. I mean, he played on a bad team, you know. Actually, for those couple years... The Raiders were actually decent a couple years ago. Now, what happened? I don't know. They were a perennial playoff team not not too long ago, but then they went right back to where they used to be. Anyway, I got sidetracked again. I think Donald Penn's a, a decent player, but like you said, Josh, age really makes a difference, especially in the NFL. And you're gonna, especially. I don't think he's gonna be the same. You know, age. No. Like you said. I mean, you you just get slowed down with age anyway, especially when you're hitting guys all the time. You know, that's that's gonna happen anyway. So. We'll see how it plays out. I I really don't I don't wish anyone to get injured, and I just certainly don't wish that for him. But I just have a bad feeling about it, Josh. Like like you do. As I have a, as a bad Redskins feeling fan, about the, the whole Redskins season, yeah, Dan. Yeah. The whole Redskins season. Well, I mean, you 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 have a right to be. You know, Dan Snyder is. I'm not even going to go into that right now, but he has ruined. He's 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 ruined the team, quite honestly. I wish we had all night to talk about sports, you know. It, That'd be nice. It'd be a long podcast. I mean, I don't have work tomorrow, but... You know. Oh my god. We should do a full 24-hour podcast. Oh, oh my... <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh, just drinking coffee the whole time. <laughs> Talking sports, any developments coming in, but yeah. that That's a fun idea, but I don't know. I don't know. Man, it's I don't a, know. It's an idea. But... You know, the Redskins, it's just going to be... Same you old, get same a, I'll watch, but I'm not convinced they will do anything good until I see it. I am not a Fairweather fan. I am a fan that is real. 100% real. I'm not one of those fans like every year, yes, the Redskins are going to win the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> just going to be one of those wait-and-see type of things. Yep, and that's... That's what you have to be, man. Hey, think about the Browns fans, man. They stuck with the Browns all those years. Now they're possibly on the brink of finally making the playoffs. They're going to start coming out of the woodwork now. You're going to see Browns fans here in uh, Winchester, yeah. and it's going to be crazy. Yeah. But we'll see. Yep. So um, you, you, The NFL is weird. You never know. You, we know the Patriots will be at the top, most likely, right? I mean, Brady and Belichick. 98.9999999. And you know the Chiefs will be up there somewhere. Now the NFC is a little bit more wide open, I think, rather than other than the Rams. And I'm, that's really it for the NFC. But, um, oh yeah. So, what were we even talking about? I got super sidetracked there. I apologize. Donald Penn and Trent Williams. <laughs> oh my God, my I got God. so sidetracked. Wow. Sorry about that. And it, yeah, Dan we'll the see. sidetrack we'll man. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's it for this episode. Um. Dan, any last words? 
Um, thank you. Man, I almost forgot. Bud Foster retiring yes. at the end of this season. And, I, I and wanted I to go ask, to Tech. I wanted to uh, talk to you about that. Yeah, okay. Bud Foster, an emotional press conference in front of Virginia Tech reporters and yesterday. I wish I, wish I would have been down there for that. Yeah, and um, he announces he's retiring at the end of the season. The lunch pail defense will not be the same without him. And let me get founder of the lunch pail defense, so it, it, yes. will, it won't. It they might still call it that, but I I. I I bet they retire it. Bud Foster's honestly. lunch pail defense. But anyways, let me get your thoughts on this okay. whole situation. Well, I mean, you know, he's he is Virginia Tech football as far as I'm concerned. He's right up there with Frank Beamer, I think. And I think a lot of people would put him maybe even above Frank Beamer because in the couple years there towards the end where Frank Beamer, where, where the team really struggled, the the defense was always a consistency for them. Um and just talk a little bit about his stats. I just pulled excuse me up some of that stuff. And seven times his defense has finished number one in the country in total defense. I mean that's incredible. You're definitely gonna go to a bowl game doing that every single season. He went back to back in 05 and 06, which I think is one two of the best defenses that Tech ever had. A lot of future NFL players on that defense. Um, of course, 16 times his defense defenses were first in, or second in the in the conference in total defense. So that's that's more than half the time, almost half the time he was there, that their defense was that good. And uh, they they have the second most shutouts. Only Alabama has more. <laughs> Tech had, I, Alabama. That's since 2000. Virginia Tech, Tech's up there with Alabama as far as shutouts. Yes, sir. Tech has had 22 since 2000, and Alabama's had 27, uh, which is incredible to me. Um, since take since um, he took over Soul Reigns as Tech's defensive coordinator in '96, because he he was he started as a defensive assistant in '87, and he worked his way up through time. So he's been there for a long time. He's been there since '87, yes, sir. And he's been the full time defensive coordinator since '96, which I thought he'd been there longer than that, to be honest. The sole defense coordinator, but they Virginia Tech has led all programs in sacks, sack yardage, interceptions, and third down percentage. Um, and that those are just some numbers that are crunch. I mean, like I said, he he is he's the heart and soul on the sideline too. I mean, he he's so emotional. Um, there was one play in particular that I saw a clip of. It was against UVA. I think it was in 2011. So fourth down play. Uh, I think Tech was up by less than a touchdown. It was a one-possession game. And and UVA goes for a little option, and Tech just blows it up. I forget who the player was who made the stop in the backfield for a four- or five-yard loss. And Bud Foster ran from the from one side of the sideline to the other, sprinting full speed, jumping up and down, hugging coaches. It, it's, it's just amazing, man. Um, and think of – I mean, he's had – he's – Coach, so many players who've ended up in the NFL. I don't have a number on that right now. Um, also, of course, Miami too in their in their own conference had had quite a few as well. But um, it's it's sad. It it is sad. But again, he's had some health issues. He spent a lot of the last couple years in the press uh, in the press box during the games just because um, apparently he passed out at a game or something like that. He he had some stuff. 
he had some he had some health issues. So I think it's best for you know his his health and just and just for the future. Um, but apparently he's going to maintain a role within the athletic department. So that's good news. At least he'll yeah, still be great. around. He can still help, hopefully help recruit because that's really been a big thing for him since he's been there. Is recruiting the best best yeah. guys on defense. So and um, if if you're a local person, somebody local from where we're from in the Shenandoah Valley near Northern Virginia, but Foster actually stepped foot in Shenandoah High School two or three times. Recruited uh, our man Dylan Rivers. Yep, and um, really recruited him because Dylan was verbally committed to Penn State, as you remember, uh-huh. and. Bud Foster and I was was Frank Beamer involved in that at that time. Nope. He wasn't really as involved because he no. was he was stepping out, right? Bud Foster really recruited him, wanted him and to go he there. Switched. And, yep. Yeah. And he he switched to Tech, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Dylan's be looking part out of that for Dylan this year. Pa- uh, that lunch pail defense. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Dylan got a lot of playing time last year. We're excited to see what he can do this year. So, yeah. so. Um, but look, this is the last year. I mean, I I think, I think this this defense could. It could be one of those magical sort of defenses that really steps up for their coach and makes it all happen. The question is, will the offense step up? I'm just a little uh, down about the season this year, just because of what happened last year. It was yeah. just a, it was just a disappointing, especially going to school there. But you know what? I I got a feeling now, and I'm convinced that this is going to be a special season for and, uh, and a special last one for Bud Foster, especially. And we'll be getting. More thoughts from you throughout the college football season. I would from love down in Blacksburg. I'd love to give you my thoughts on the games because I'm because yeah. I have tickets to every home game. I'll be at every oh. home game. jumping around to enter Sandman on on Saturdays. Yeah. So I'm excited about that and Thursday nights. That's Thursday awesome. Yeah, man. So I'm. I hope this is a great season, and I and I think Bud Foster is gonna push it to the limit this year for this defense. So we'll see. Yeah. So any last words, Dan, before we wrap things up? I've talked enough. I've, uh, I'm sorry. I've talked enough. I, I I've talked <laughs> a lot too, but it was fun as always. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for having me, man. It's yes, a, sir. Am I am I officially a co-host, or are we still working on that those terms? Or? I I I mean, it's, it's just, not it's it, not in my contract. Just, we're just here for fun. You don't have a contract. I gotta a sign contract. that puppy. I gotta I, my my lawyer's reading it, so I'll, I'll get it over to you. Don't worry All about right. it. All right. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, we're just Josh. out here for fun. But absolutely, absolutely. Yes, sir. And that's it. The Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network, is brought to you by Rad 11 Chips. Make sure you find uh, them in stores, Martin's, Line, and Giant. Make sure you find us on all listening platforms, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, the Mayo Please Podcast Network, as always, on SoundCloud, www.mayoplease.com. Until the next edition, Dan and I say so long and peace out.